0: Welcome! In this tutorial we'll cover two topics. We'll see how to create trend reports by gathering historical data and we'll see how to implement contextual security using Explore Analytics. Let's start with tracking trend. We'll start by looking at a couple of trend views and then I'll show you how they are created. This view shows the incident backlog over a period of 10 days in November. It shows the number of active incidents broken down by severity. It's easy to see that the trend is downwards for all severities. This next view shows the backlog in terms of duration. For illustration, we picked the business duration field, but you could use a more appropriate duration field for your business. For example, one of the duration fields from the incident SLA table. We can drill down, for example, to see a breakdown of the high severity incidents by assignment group. If we drill down further on the database group, we can see a big fluctuation for Wayne Webb. The hard part about creating trend reports is that we need historical data. It's easy to get the current backlog. We simply count the active incidents. But to know the backlog back on November 3rd, we need historical data. If we don't have it, we may be able to reconstruct it, but that's hard or even impossible. Explore Analytics makes it easy to collect historical data. The concept is simple. We create a view that shows current data and then run this view periodically and save its output in a table. Let's do that. Let's start by creating a new view that shows the current incident backlog. We'll create a pivot view because it's the easiest way to show summary data. We'll select our ServiceNow data source and select the incident table we'll call it incident backlog pivot now for the backlog we only want active incidents so our current backlog has 56 incidents we want it broken down by severity so we'll add the severity field to our pivot remember that we also want to allow drill down to assignment group and assign to let's select those fields this is enough data to create the first view to create the view that shows duration we need to add the duration field this is the non-obvious part of our demo so please pay attention we want to show average durations but averages are tricky because when we add them up We can't simply add up averages or even average the averages. To be able to calculate averages at any level, we need to get the sum and the count. So let's select the count of the duration and let's select the sum of the duration. that's it we have all the data we need it's showing the data as of right now the next step is to schedule this view to run daily from the file menu we'll select track trend we'll be creating a table this table will be created in explore analytics i'll show you later where to find the table we'll call the table incident backlog and we'll schedule our pivot to run daily I'll schedule it to run in a minute so that we can see the table that gets created. To see our job, let's go to the admin menu and select my track trend jobs. You can see that the job just ran and it's scheduled to run again tomorrow. So the table was already created. Let's find it. We'll go to the list of data sources. Our table is in the explore data source. That's where we find tables that are stored in explore analytics. You can see the data from our pivot with the addition of this timestamp. Each time that the job runs, a new set of records is appended with the timestamp. To enable drill down, let's create a new drill down hierarchy. We can give it any name. We'll call it Team. The first level in the hierarchy is Severity, the second is Assignment Group. Let's add a third. And select assign to that's it we define the hierarchy and that will give us the drill down now let's create the trend views before we do that let's switch to a table that I prepared before this demo it has data for 10 days in November so we can make some good-looking charts let's create the incident backlog size trend view from scratch we'll create a new view the data source is explore because that's where our trend table was created. As we said before, we'll use the incident backlog demo table that has 10 days worth of data. The name of the view is incident backlog size trend and it's a chart. We'll select timeline and we need to select fields for our timeline. The date field is already selected Instead of grouping by year, we'll group by day. For the value, we want the total number of incidents, so we'll do a sum of this count field.
1: We'll break it down
0: by severity. Switch it to an area chart and stack down so that severity one incidents will show up at the top. To create the second chart, with the average duration let's start by making a copy of the current chart to give us a closer starting point let's remove the grouping on severity we'll come back to that later for now let's see how to create the average duration for that we need the total count we'll take the count of duration and summarize it we'll call that count We'll take the sum of duration and summarize that and
1: call that sum.
0: To calculate the average, we'll click this button here to add a new calculated value. We'll call it average duration and define it to be the sum divided by the count. Now that we have the average, we don't really need to see the count and the sum. Let's hide them. Using the settings dialog, we'll hide the count and then we'll also hide the sum. Now we're left with just the average duration. We can now break it down by severity and we're done. Notice that we already have the drill down enabled. This is automatic thanks to the hierarchy being defined. In the second part of this tutorial, we'll see how to create a chart that only displays the part of the data that's relevant to the user or that they are authorized to see. This is useful whenever we want to show information restricted based on the user's team, department, region, business unit, and so on. In this view, we see incidents for all assignment groups. In the second view, we filter it to only show the groups for the current user. Since I'm logged in as demo user and demo user belongs to these four groups, I only see the four groups. This is a critical point. Explore Analytics can tell ServiceNow who the user is and then perform the query based on their identity. In this demo, I'll show you how it's all set up, but let's take it one piece at a time. So let me show you how this view works in practice. I'll log out of Explore Analytics, and go to ServiceNow. Here, I'm logged in as System Administrator. In my home page, you can see this same Explore Analytics chart. The ServiceNow System Administrator belongs to only one group, the Service Desk group, so we only see one bar. If we click the Explore button, it opens the Explore Analytics UI showing this chart and you can see that I'm logged into Explore Analytics as the ServiceNow System Administrator. Okay, let's log out and go back to Service Now. Let's impersonate David Liu because David Liu is a member of eight groups, and we can see that the same view on David's dashboard is showing eight bars. Again, if we click the Explore button, we see that we're now logged in to Explore Analytics as David Liu. Finally, let's log out and go back to Service Now. We'll impersonate Demo User. We see four bars for the four groups that demo user is a member.
1: Let's go back to Explore Analytics.
0: You'll notice that this view has a filter that requires that the assignment group sysid is JavaScript colon get my groups. This JavaScript colon is a ServiceNow notation. You may have seen the use of JavaScript colon in ServiceNow before but in any case, I'll explain what's happening here. This getMyGroups is a JavaScript function defined in ServiceNow that returns the list of GroupSys IDs for the current user. Let's see how it's defined in ServiceNow. We'll go back to System Administrator so that we can look at business rules. In the list of business rules, we can find an item called Groups, Banners. This is a global business rule that's defined out of the box. As you can see this function simply calls an API that returns the users groups A very important point is that we have client callable checked This setting authorizes this code to be called in a filter You can define your own function to return things like regions or departments that the user is authorized to see Just remember to check this client callable option Okay, now that we covered how this filter works The critical point to understand is how Explore Analytics tells ServiceNow who the user is so that when this function executes, the current user is our user. To see that, let's go to the list of data sources and bring up the properties of the ServiceNow data source. At the bottom, you see two important checkboxes. This one, Automatically register and authorize ServiceNow users, implements the single sign-on. It must be enabled for this second checkbox to show. Run queries as the ServiceNow user means that if the user is David Lu, for example, then David Lu is impersonated before the query is executed. If we didn't check this box, the query will run under the identity of the user that we specified here when we created the data source. That's all that's needed for this feature, simply to check that box. The last thing I want to show you just so we close the loop is how the view is published to ServiceNow. To do that, let's change the view to order the assignment group from highest to lowest instead of alphabetically. To push the changes to ServiceNow, we'll select publish from the menu. We'll publish it live. We must require the user to be logged into Explore Analytics for this to work. And then let's publish it to ServiceNow. In the next step we specify the content block that will be created or in our case updated in ServiceNow. The content block can be placed on a home page or on a CMS page. Let's set the desired width and height and publish the view. We'll hide the title and the header and click finish. It's telling us here that the content block was published to ServiceNow. Let's switch to ServiceNow and refresh and see that the bars are now sorted by value. To see the content block, we'll select published content from the Explore Analytics application in ServiceNow. This is simply a list of iframe content blocks that were created by Explore Analytics. When we update the content block, it's automatically updated in any homepage or CMS page that uses it because they refer to it by name and we kept the name the same. That's it for this tutorial. I hope that you find these features useful. We're always interested in your feedback. To provide feedback and to watch other video tutorials, please visit our website at exploreanalytics.com. Thank you.